0: And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from $8,000 per month, for example, to $20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, everyone, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Menchus, and I can't wait to dive into today's show with the very incredible, the very cool, the very raw and real, no pressure, Amanda (laughs) Riley. Hi, Amanda. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) I'm ready to do this. I want to tell everybody a little bit about you first so they know who you are. Amanda is a mom Christian and wellness advocate, and she uses personal training to help beautiful souls fall in love with their bodies, even when they may not like the way it looks. Don't we all need more of that? Her mission is to help people shift from working out because they hate their body to moving their God-given temple to be healthy and strong while living a purpose-driven life. She trains out of her wellness center in Woodbury, Minnesota, and recently added an online program. And she's going to tell you about that at the very end. But before we do that, we're going to jump in because I've got some questions for Amanda. She has grown her center really quickly and she has a physical location. She also has an online program. Things are just jamming for her. But, you know, not every day is a perfect day. So, you know, I want you to really, really be raw and real on this, um, <laughs> this program today. But first question, you know, when you launched your first business, Amanda, what were the, like, think back, what were the limiting beliefs that you had about sales or selling or business or yourself? What kind of came up and got in your way, if anything?
1: Um... There wasn't much in the very, very beginning. I have like when I did my business. I remember my dad saying, "What's the chance of failure?" I'm like zero. (laughs) And he's like, "No, seriously, Amanda, you're about to open up a gym in the most saturated market in Minnesota. Like, what's the chance of failure?" I'm like zero. Like nothing is going to get my way. I I was given this purpose, so I'm just going to do it. So in the very, very beginning, ignorance is bliss and ignorance does allow you to drive. And when the naysayers start chiming in, it's like, I don't have time to listen to that. I don't want to hear all the reasons why you think I'm going to fail. Like I have all the reasons why I'm going to win in mind. So the very beginning stages, it was all excitement and new and I can totally do this. Then reality does obviously set in and the limiting limiting beliefs that really arose, like feeling worthy of being able to have exactly what I wanted when I constantly watch other people just exist in the world. So it's like, what makes me deserving to have all of this when everybody else's life is so hard?
0: Wow. You know, I'm sure there's people that are listening who can totally relate to what you're saying. How did you like talk yourself through that? Or, I mean, that's not to mention that, you know, it was your own dad who said, well, what if you fail? I mean, and we know that he was just trying to protect you. He was looking out for you because we want our kids to be successful and safe and we don't want them to fail and we want them to have backup plans and everything else. But how did you manage that belief? How have you continued to manage that belief? And I mean, obviously you have a successful business, so you've pushed through it, but what did you do to, to make that happen?
1: Um, it really is a work in progress. Like that is something that the realization of how big that limiting belief is, is will reoccur. So it's, being around like minded people, you know, it's really surrounding yourself with that top five that can, yep, things suck. You didn't do this for nothing. Keep going. Get over it. Like you say, you're quitting partners. Like making sure that you have somebody in place that can, will recognize the pain and see it and not tell you you can't feel that way, but tell you like, yep, hmm, now what? Keep going is the type of thing. So it's really just surrounding yourself with people that. Keep your focus on what you really want when you, so you don't get sucked in with the ninety-eight percent of the population that just doesn't do things that are risky and scary. Sure, Sure.
0: you're right. It is a small percentage of the population. You know, because we hang out in very entrepreneurial crowds, and we hang out in some similar circles in Minnesota. It's easy to think we all are entrepreneurs in the world, (laughs) and then you realize that there's not there's it's like a kind of a rare breed. And I do have people. You know, I've had friends, I've had family members who look at me like I'm crazy, wondering what the heck, you know, what are you thinking? Really? Why are you doing this? And I've asked myself that same question. But, you know, I think what you're saying is well, like having that circle of people that you mentioned my quitting coach. My quitting coach is Amanda Johnston. She's my book editor. And we can, we regularly quit on you know, each other. So I can call her up and say, hey, it's my last day. I'm totally quitting. I'm done with my business. I'm firing all my clients. She'll so be like, oh, that's awesome. What are you going to do next? And I'm like, Ah, I have no idea. And the next day, (laughs) I wake up again and I love my business again. So I think part of it too is recognizing that we're going to have some bad moments, some bad days, some bad months, and even maybe some bad years, but it's how we pick ourselves up, what we learn along the way. And like you're saying, having the right people around us to remind us that we're not crazy and it's worth it. Mm -hmm. So. When you think back, when did you double your sales for the first time? Like a really significant double, like maybe in a month or just over a short period of time. And what was that like for you? (laughs) Well, it was in September,
1: September, 2016. Yeah. So it was three months after, well, no, we started working together in July and by September I did it. I doubled it. It was amazing. It was so fun. Like it, it came back like the fun piece because I've consistently grown my business, but to like just click it into another quantum, it was amazing to just get in that place and it's like the sky's the limit. And I remember you saying, you know, when's when you see yourself making X amount of dollars, I'm like, man, I could do that in like February or March, you know, and it's the reality of it happening, it's inspiring, it's fun, it's motivating, and as long as you stick in the right crowd or don't let your own head get in the game, you can just Continue on that growth. So, September 2016.
0: Yes. And right after you did that, like there's, I always notice it's like you, we take this quantum leap and then there's this sort of shift that happens. But what was the shift in belief for you? Like on the other side of that, what did you know about yourself and your business that no one could ever take away from you? Oh man, that's a good one.
1: I was going to say what I learned in that piece is I've sat here and thought that I could do absolutely everything myself because nobody can do it as good as me. So, in September, It was another conversation with you that's like, you're not going to go anywhere if you don't start bringing people in like you need help. And it was a realization that I had to put my ego aside. And if I wanted to continue to grow, the only
0: way that I can help people is if I have people supporting me. And so how has that played out for you since September? Because with all my clients, hiring is not an easy process. Training's not an easy process. Building new systems, like all of those things take a lot of time, effort, and energy. They're worth it once they're up and running. But what's that process been like for you, Amanda? Exhausting.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, it's been so exhausting. And I wish I would have done it the very first time as I was training people because there's... So many things that I do that I I have like multiple steps already done in my head. So when I tell somebody to do it, I've just skipped 10 steps. So there's no way that they're going to be able to do it. So it's a matter. And then finally it was, I mean, it was literally just two weeks ago on Rebecca's call when she said, record everything you're doing. So when a new employee comes in, they can just play it and you don't have to spend all that time with those details. Because it is exhausting because it pulled me away from the work. It co- pulled me away from my phone calls. It pulled me away from the things that were having my business double. Now I need to pull away and get these people bored and in place and have grace when they don't do things the way I want them done exactly because I didn't tell them exactly how to do it. So it was a huge learning experience of communication communication. Patience, grace—you know—all these things that I can exhibit with my clients, but now translating into my employees because it's like, well, now I'm paying you, so I do. You do actually have to do it how I tell you to do it, but then giving them enough information and making sense instead of, oh yeah, just just go do that. Like, you don't know how to just do that like I do. That's weird. Hmm. So
0: yeah, and it seems like you know you can say, oh yeah, that's obvious. I should have recorded. But when we're moving a hundred miles an hour and our businesses are growing really fast. We don't think about the details. Most nope. of us as entrepreneurs, you know, we're the drivers. We're out there, oh, here's the vision. Here we go, everybody. And we just think everybody gets it and everybody's on the same page as we are. And they look back and there's this like there's this dust cloud and people are getting the dust out of their eyes going, What just happened? Mm-hmm. And you know, your team isn't going to have the exact same vision for their lives as you do. So right. how do we, you know, how do we lead them? How do we support them? And then how do we put things in place like that? Yeah, it was brilliant, obvious, but brilliant that. Yeah, we could record it and only do it once, and then you know also get our team on board to help train future people. So eventually, it gets easier. But the beginning, the first part, is really difficult.
1: Yeah, and but it's so nice to have someone like people here, you know, where it's like, okay, you're here, you've got this covered. I can go to this meeting; I don't have to worry about it. If someone emails, so I've set up an email of all the emails they can handle, and it's like just answer them, like. Be a respectful, nice human being when you answer these these things. I wouldn't have you here if I didn't trust you. So just do it. I don't need to read it. And just know that things are operating while I'm doing the things that grow my business.
0: Ooh, that's powerful. So on the other side of the pain of hiring is the freedom to be the business owner that you want to be, to be able to be out of the office when you want to, to trust the person that you've hired, that everything's being handled. Even if it's not exactly how you do it, it is being handled. So how is this Freedom allowed you to even think about expanding your business more, perhaps.
1: <laughs> That's <Yeah>. funny because <laughs> uh, I had gone to church, and it was prophesized over me that there's multiple locations going, and that how much of a role my brother will play in that. And as soon as I said it, he's like, "You do know that I've been telling you that for three years, right?" <laughs> I was like, "Have you? Oh, okay." So. Once I feel like this location is pretty much rolling. There's a couple small details I want to tweak, and within the next couple of years, I the vision to have more locations is definitely definitely there. Which is not something three years ago when my brother said it to me. I was like, Yeah, no, I just need to get this one. <laughs> like, I, let me just start here. And now right. it's like, Oh no, it would be fantastic to have more locations and the operating system's just in place. So when you start here, you go. This is how you do everything, and this
0: is how it rolls. So. Multiple locations. I feel that. I feel that. So what you're saying is getting out from under the weeds and moving, like hiring that first person led to the the thought process and being at church and someone prophesizing that, yes, there will be more locations. So what's interesting about that, and I, I really want to stress this point, is because for most of us, we want to grow. But there's something in front of us that's stopping us. And it's usually the thing we don't want to do. A lot of times it's making sales calls in the beginning. And then eventually it's hiring people. But right on the other side of that is the next opportunity, the next level of involvement and expansion, which is showing up for you now. So congratulations. Right. Thoughts Boy. on that. Especially for those people who are listening who are like, I know the next thing I need to do is blank, but I don't want to do it. Or I'm scared well, to do it. And it was like when I
1: had said to you, well, what if I don't have enough money to pay the people I hire? And your response was, mm. How about you look at when I get these people trained in, they're going to be able to generate income. I was like, oh yeah, that, that seems logical. And it was like, I was so scared to hire somebody. And now the next step is multiple people will be hired. Like that's, so it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to watch it grow and unfold and happen and it do its thing.
0: What would you say to your yourself, let's say back in August about what was going to happen in terms of doubling your sales, growing the business, adding people. Like what's the best advice you could go back and give Amanda?
1: Enjoy the journey. Like it's so easy to get so caught up in how the grind is hard. Like it is hard and people don't understand and your family doesn't always get those 90-day pushes. Like those 90-day pushes when you're not an entrepreneur, or not the one making the money, you're not the one driving the force. It's hard to comprehend why someone's going to work that hard. And it's just enjoy the journey, you know, like laugh along the way. I've started taking one afternoon off during the day because my daughter spends plenty of time at the center. So it's like one, one day on Wednesdays, I just get out of the office at one o'clock and we go do whatever she wants to do. And it's like, oh. those are the things that matter. It's like, just enjoy the journey every step of the way, because it could like a hurricane could come through or not hurricane here, but a tornado could come through and wipe out the center like that could happen. So I might as well just enjoy it, be grateful and be present and just go with the flow on some things and have fun, laugh,
0: be kind, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Not be so serious about all of it. It's not, it's just, it's not worth it. So it's not. I'm gonna have you you dig deep here. Think back, think back again. What was the, like when you look back at the trajectory of really doubling your sales, what was the number one limiting belief that you think you changed back then? Because there must have been a belief that you shifted or something in August that allowed you to double your sales and continue to grow. Because the thing I noticed for you is that you didn't go back to where you started. Like some people will double their sales and they'll go straight back to where they started. You didn't do that. So you broke through something, but can you remember back what that limiting belief was that you busted through?
1: Well, it was a a two-parter. It was that I was capable because I've done, I've done growth before, but never to the extreme. And so it's like, okay, so I've had these goals before where it's like, I'm going to do this and it's going to be great. And then I fall way short and while yes I increased revenue a little bit I didn't increase anything where I needed to do so as, am I capable was a really really big one that I, I feel like I've definitely put aside and then the other piece that went with that is that I have to work sun up to sundown for myself for to be successful like the only way that's gonna happen is if I work around the clock and what do you but mean now, now? Well, I'm totally capable like that's not true that's ridiculous and then the other piece is I don't have to work around the clock cuz I cut my evening classes, you know, Saturday classes, I went virtual. So it's like I I'll work out on Saturday mornings, but I'm I'll it's going to be a virtual class. It's not it's not in class where I am responsible to be here and share my energy that way. And it's just one less day that I am have to be at the center type of so it's just making those little shifts where it's like nope these are the hours I'm available if you want time with me this is when you come in nope sorry I don't work on Wednesday afternoons like it's just this is the way it is and if you want to be a client of mine you're going to fall in suit and that's just
0: that's how it is specific boundaries too. So shifting to belief that you are worth it to schedule, to set those boundaries. And I think for a lot of people, there's a belief that if I'm not available all the time, my business won't grow. I won't get the clients I want. Yep. What do you know that's not true about that now? And what advice would you give to someone who is having a hard time setting boundaries with clients and it's kind of just taking on anyone that shows up for them?
1: That people, you teach people how to treat you. And I mean, with my clients, there was one one gal who's like, I'm never going to work out in the morning. And she told me that for a year. I'm like, that's fine. Well, she works out at six o'clock in the morning and she's fine. (laughs) You know? So it's, it's that type of stuff where it's like, if they want you, they'll do it. And if they don't, they're not your client. They're not your top 20%. Like the people who want to work with you are going to work with you and want you to be healthy and want you to be strong and want you to be on, you know? So it's like, I mean, who wants a trainer who's been at the gym for the last 14 hours? Nobody wants a trainer like that. Like, absolutely not. So, just trust the process. Realize that you may lose a few, but that's just creating space for the ones that are coming in. When you're intentional about the 20% that you're, you should, your top 20% that you should be working with, they will they will come to you. You will find them. You just have to open up the space for it.
0: And do you feel like you have to find them or are they finding you now?
1: They're starting to find me. Mm-hmm. But it's remaining patient in that and having faith and trust that that's how it's rolling out. I mean, there's January and February were rough months just because there's a few things going on in my personal life that I now in hindsight can look back and say that God let the throttle come off my business a little bit because my family needed me. And if it was full throttle, I love what I do. So I will bury myself in my work to avoid stuff I don't want to deal with. So for him to pull the throttle a little bit was so I could be present for my family
0: in hindsight. That's not how I felt in January and February. right, right. I know, I know. When we have things happen, we can, you know, was that good or bad? Well, it depends on our perspective on it. And a lot of times it was for our higher good. So Amanda, one of the the reasons that people listen to this show is because they want to know how you did it. So think back, the month you doubled your sales, what are the top two strategies that you used that helped you double your sales? I
1: believe that it came from... You know, I have supplement lines and other things that I promote that I had held back because I didn't want to seem too salesy. Mm. So there's another limiting belief that I got rid of that it's, it's not salesy. You know, I've now approached my online program with, I am a resource of information. And while I would love for you to use all the products that I tell you to, because I believe that they will make you healthy and strong. I'm never going to stop telling you about new information that will make you better. So it comes down to sharing what I had on the back burner and being consistent and being honest and being not scared of them being like, oh, she's trying to sell something else today. And so that was number one is like the clients I had giving them everything to be like, So you hey, stopped, you Like
0: you sort of stopped holding yourself back. You, yep. Because you, you made it about them rather than about your fear and what they might think.
1: Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. And I, you know, I was a little raw with them when I had said... You know, it might come off across like this, but you guys know my heart, you know, my intentions and I want everybody to be healthy and strong. This is everything I use. So that's why I talk about it. I'm never going to talk about something I don't use. So that, that was a huge shift and getting on the phone (laughs) and inviting people to things. That was another big one. Just getting on the phone.
0: Say that more, say more about that. So you didn't just get on the phone. Did you prepare to talk to people? Was it to actually invite them to be a client? Like what were those calls?
1: A lot of the calls, I do events at the studio, so it's just picking up the phone, you know, because
0: it was, I was getting
1: pretty lazy with that and then frustrated that my events weren't turning into what they should be. So it's just picking up the phone and calling and inviting. And when people were always like, oh my gosh, Amanda, I haven't heard from you forever. How are you? Like, right? How are you? I'm good too. <laughs> you know, people want to hear from you. That's all it comes down to. I mean, if they're in your phone, they're in your phone for a reason. So pick it up and start calling. Building relationships, getting people aware, you know, and calling a lot of it was calling and saying, Hey, I don't know if you've seen anything on Facebook or not, but I've got quite a bit going on and I would love to catch you up to speed with with it. So if you come across anybody who might need my services, you know what I'm doing.
0: Do you feel like it changed in terms of your confidence and talking to people? Like, is it just a totally different conversation that you have today versus seven months ago?
1: I straight up did not pick up the phone seven months ago. Like, I just didn't do it. I just didn't do it. I was on Facebook and text message. Because okay. I'm like, well, I don't like it when people call me because I don't want to talk on the phone. That's dumb. Like, just because I don't like to talk on the phone doesn't mean other people don't like to talk on the phone. And I honestly do like talking on the phone now when people are like, I haven't heard from you forever. It's so great to hear from you.
0: That's what I'm to ask you, too. Like, when you started making the calls, what did you realize? I mean, did people actually – probably people wanted to hear from you, right? They were yes. excited to hear from you. <laughs>
1: They were was excited. That it to you? It was at the time. It was totally, but it's so fun. Like it just, it turned into something that was fun.
0: What would you say to our listeners who are afraid in this moment to, like they really want to, they have this list of people in front of them to call or this list of business cards. They have a feeling these, I mean, these people might've even asked to hear from them, but they're just, they're dying inside to pick up the phone. What would you say to them?
1: Raw and real, get over it. Like get over it and get over yourself. Like they want to hear from you. They want to hear from you. Once you crank out the first three calls, it's going to be nothing. It's so easy after that point. And the growth of businesses, there's a basic equation to it. And people who run the basic equation are the ones who are successful.
0: In terms of making the calls and following up, do you make mm-hmm. them consistently now? I mean, are there days or weeks when you kind of off? Are you super consistent? Like, what has shifted in terms of actually calling people now?
1: I try to get in, like, if I can get in 150 to 200 calls a week, however they fall, I'm good. Like, that's what I I need to do for my business, and that's the time I have available to be able to do for my business at this time. So every week is a little bit different, just based on networking meetings I'm going to, or if something's going on with my daughter or I have whatever happens. So each week I would love to say that I have 10 o'clock on Tuesdays, Thursdays that I call. It just doesn't get to roll out like that in my world. So it's kind of like a monthly cycle that goes through.
0: That's a lot of phone calls. Is that calling the same people on the same list until they become clients? And then how do you keep track of following up with them? Do you put notes somewhere? I'm sure someone's like jaw just hit the ground and they said, you make that many phone calls. So help them understand what's the, what's the process. How do you manage that?
1: I just keep it. It's kind of lame, but I, I literally have it on paper and I just write it and write the day that I call them. I could put it on an Excel spreadsheet easily and I'm sure plenty of people do but it's really easy for me to just plop down with my notebook and see when I called them last and left a message or whatever was happening with them. And I just go from there. So, see,
0: I mean, the thing is you have to find what works for you. And if that works for you, that's phenomenal. Eventually you're going to train someone to do it and you might want a different kind of system. Yeah. Over time you'll build different systems. But I always say, look, whatever is going to work right now, just do that. <laughs> and then and you can tweak it as you go. So so Amanda, you're an expert in health and wellness, and you are raw and real in this area, and you, you, know, you help people get clear on the kind of health that they want. But what are two to three strategies that you give to your clients that you can share with our listeners who might want to learn more about you? Like, What do you teach people in terms of how to stay healthy and well?
1: Well, so much of it is a mental game. And right off the bat, I mean, every single person who comes into my office will tell me that they hate their body because... And that's how the conversation will start and that kind conver- it's so it's so easy for me to rope in and say you know when's the last time you had to think about your blood pumping around your body never when's the last time you thanked your legs from getting you from point a to point b never when's the last time that you thanked your arms for like picking an object up and carrying it for you never i'm like okay So I get that you don't like the way your body looks. That's understandable. You know, you've not taken care of it the way you should have. Okay, we're there. But let's talk about everything your body does do for you so you can start to have appreciation and gratitude towards its amazement because every single human body is a miracle. Like it is a miracle that our human bodies start by two tiny little cells that decide to combine and multiply. Like that's phenomenal. So let's fall in love with that. And every time you get down that your thighs rub together too much when you walk, can you just stop and think, never once do I have to tell my heart to beat blood around my system. So it's really like pulling them back to that square one. Your body is a miracle and it's functioning and it's a miracle. And hate has never won a single battle. So if you sit, think that you can sit and say, I hate my body, I hate my, bo- hate my body, that's not going to get you up in the morning to go work out. If you don't like the exercises that you've been doing, you need to try things until you like it because it's meant, it's something you have to do. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you want to be healthy, you want to be strong, and you want to be independent, you have to work out in some form or fashion. Dancing, yoga, Zumba, weights, swimming, it doesn't matter what you do, you just got to get moving. So keep trying things until you can find enjoyment out of it. So those are really where I start right there. Because if you hate the exercise you're doing, you're not going to continue to do it either. And if you right. really can't stand sweating, find a group of people that you really like being around so you don't care what you're doing because you're around this group of people and you're just doing it anyway. And that's really what my Commit to Fit class is. It's like, if you hate that, I mean, some of them love exercise, but some of them are like, I would never exercise if I didn't have this community to hang out with every morning. I'm like, awesome. I don't <laughs> care what your reason is. You're here and you're moving and you're getting healthier. Right. So that works.
0: Beautiful. I got goosebumps when you were talking because it's so true. It's like we take so much for granted about our bodies and they are just, it's a miracle that we wake up every single day. And, you know, I think especially as women in our society, we're just faced with so many beliefs about our bodies, etc. So I love that you're helping people really break through that and just help themselves become Healthy again and well Mm -hmm. in that really holistic way. So, Amanda, thank you for the work that you do in the world. I know there's people who are listening who would love to find out more about you and how you help your clients. I know some of your clients, they love you, they rave about (laughs) you. So, tell us a little bit more about Blissful Balance. Can they find you online? Do you have any cool free stuff for them? If they want to work with you directly, how would they do that? So,
1: Blissful Balance, you just go to blissfulbalancemn.com, which is the website, and then Amanda Riley Wellness on Facebook can connect you very easily to me and my world. The freebies, if you mention the podcast, if you want to do online, the enrollment fee is waived. And so it depends on which price point you wanted and how much upfront investment that you'd want to do for the monthly due. So those those enrollment fees are waived on that. If you just say, hey, I heard Ursula's podcast. And yeah, yeah. And then if you mention the podcast too, you can get 25% off my classes, my in-person classes. So you just mention it and get you connected
0: with that. Phenomenal. I mean, I want to thank you for being here today. Before we close this show, I want you to share just one last piece of advice for that listener who might be having a rough day, might be the toughest day in their business yet. What would you say to them to encourage them to keep going?
1: When you're having your roughest day, realize that the greatest try really is going to come from it. And you're never, you're never going to stay where you're at. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like you, if it's crappy, it's not over. Like love always wins. Things always turn out. That's how it rolls. So when you're in the crappiest place ever, just invite God in, surrender the situation, ask him to walk with you instead of take you through it. Cause there's a learning that's going to come from it and just keep the belief and keep the faith that it's, it's getting better. It's getting better every day.
0: Beautiful. You are an amazing soul. Amanda, thanks for being here. Thanks for taking this journey with all of us. It's been an honor to know you and so much fun and for always keeping it raw and real. We're so grateful to have had you on the podcast today. Thank you. My pleasure. And thanks everyone for listening and downloading our show, Double Your Sales Now. We're excited to have you with us. I hope you listen to next week's episode as well. Lots of cool things happening over at Sales Coach Now. Our next sales camp is right around the corner. If you want to hear more about it, you can go to salescoachnow.com. Click on the sales camp icon and you can learn all about it in the upcoming dates. And there's, if you want to reach out to me directly, you can email me at ursula at salescoachnow.com. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And just remember this, Eleanor Roosevelt once said, you must do that thing you think you cannot do. So whatever that is in front of you today, just take that next step. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales.